guys, and welcome to Conversations with Carissa, a podcast where we'll have conversations so that you and I can learn and grow from the wisdom of others. Hi, guys. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's only been like two weeks, but hello. I missed you. (laughs) And welcome to Conversations with Carissa episode 23 and if you read the title then you probably know what this episode is about or generally and so I want to start it off light and bright with gratitude so I'm going to take a second to think of some gratitude for the day and you can come up with yours too okay one two three break team hmm I love therapy (laughs) and it is because it reminds me of a lot of the lessons that I've learned, especially when I need that reminder. So especially when I'm in lower points, my therapist reminds me to, I don't have to do everything that brings me back to center or brings me joy all at once. I can slow down and pace myself and incrementally add things back in and not be in such a rush to do everything that is self-care, self-help all at once. So today I took some time to just lay out on the glade, soak in some sun. I definitely think I'm sunburned, (laughs) but that's okay. And even yesterday, just lighting a candle, taking a shower and listening to some like nice music (laughs) and just taking that time for myself and doing it in slow increments. I'm just so grateful to one, have the opportunity to do that and two, be reminded to do that. So I hope that serves as a reminder for you too, to take some time, even if it's in small increments and joy will follow on its heels. I was going to use that as a quote of the day, but look at you. You're going to get two quote of the days. Okay. So for today's quote of the day, it comes from one of my friends and I've just heard it a lot. Uh, and it is, if you look for something hard enough, you will find it. I'll come back to it throughout this episode, but what this essentially means to me is in good and bad situations, this, this leans more towards, I guess, quote unquote, tougher or bad situations. If you're looking for something hard enough, if you're looking for a problem in someone, if you're looking for validation of why you should be sad, or even if you're looking for this absolute perfect person to be in a relationship with or absolute perfect friend, if you look hard enough, you'll find it, but it'll often be not in ways that you would expect. And I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes when you look so hard, you miss some of the other things or other things will pop up that you just don't expect. So that's today's quote of the day. And in this episode, I am talking about grief. I did an episode on loss before with Jeremy and I love that episode. But as of late, I have lost a few 
people. And even in these last two years, I've lost things. And I'm not talking about keys. Knock on wood. Okay. But what is grief? I asked myself, and grief is essentially a natural response to loss. And this could be a loved one, a relationship, a way of life, a job, in my case, also like a house. (laughs) And I was talking to one of my friend's friends, Christy and Ransom. This is out to shout out to you guys. But after talking with them, I realized that I've built up something called brash resilience in that there's things that I've lost unwillingly in some cases. And so it's formed a sort of, I guess, scab and Ransom put it as the word and and Ransom. Yeah, that that was his name. (laughs) He called it brash resilience. And I never thought of that because I always just titled it as resilience. I thought I was just getting back up and up and up but sometimes it wasn't by choice and I'm not going to get into many details about all the loss whatever I'm just going to talk more about what I've learned from it so in the last I guess few months and two years I've learned that there's two types of grief that I've kind of experienced. One is primary and primary is sort of the loss that I experience of people close to me, of my house. And that's primary, like I feel it. And sometimes when I experience primary grief, I dismiss it pretty easily because I'm like, eh, like I'm good. Like I've built up resilience before. I can just fall back on that and I'll be okay. But I think there's a second type of grief that is kind of hard for me. And that's secondary grief. Did I just say that? (laughs) I don't remember. And to me, secondary grief is when I see someone I love experiencing loss and grief. And there's also this word called bereavement. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it's like extreme loss. And I've just seen people close to me lose people that mean a lot to them or lose things that mean a lot to them or experience traumatic events. And when you love someone and you see them experiencing this pain sometimes it honestly feels in my opinion worse because it's not like I can tell them to pick themselves up like I tell myself and sometimes that's not even the right thing to do but I think sometimes being able to differentiate between the two has been helpful it's like okay you're feeling bad because someone else is feeling bad that's normal that's okay it's because you love them all right, what can you do about it? And this is where I've, I did more research into the actual like stages of grief. Cause for me, I think understanding and having information makes me feel more comforted. So that's what I did. And I think these are pretty standard stages or that are pretty well known. 
And the first is denial. Second is anger. Third is bargaining. Fourth is depression. Fifth is acceptance. So I listened them out, but I was talking to my therapist about it. And I was talking about grief specifically because someone close to me, like I lost them. Um, but I was confused as to why I wasn't feeling super sad or like I didn't cry, but I saw someone close to me cry. And he told me that like, I don't have to go through grief all at once. And it doesn't always look like or occur when you think it's going to occur. You won't cry sometimes right away. Maybe not at all. Some people experience it way differently. And so I kind of put this odd pressure on myself to feel super sad or feel super bad. But then today, for some reason, <laughs> it hit me like a mother truck and truck. Okay. Like I was watching CrossFit as I do. Oh my gosh. I love CrossFit. I know I say it all the time, but Oh yeah, I didn't even tell you guys. I did CrossFit for the first time, but I digress. I loved it with all my heart. Anyways, I was watching a CrossFit movie and this uh, woman, Catherine David's daughter, she had this necklace from her grandma who was like her number one supporter and she had passed away. And for some reason that just made me like, that just sent me, I was like crying. I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I do miss some of the people that I lost recently. And I was like, oh, well, today's the day. Today's the day that I cried about it. And I'm kind of like, okay, here it is. Hello. <laughs> uh, but to go back a little bit more into depth about the five stages. So denial is like denial by definition. You feel sometimes numb or like nothing ever happened. And maybe that's what I went through when I first found out that this person had passed away. I'm trying to allude to things, but you guys kind of get it. Um, and sometimes you start hearing or seeing them <laughs> in the least weird way possible. I'm not saying like I saw their ghost or anything, but I just replayed certain moments with them in, in my head. So, and I was like, eh, they're not actually gone or it doesn't feel like it so that was my experience with that and then there's anger and um there are certain people that I've lost that I did feel anger and it's it's at that point you just have to realize it's like a natural human emotion for some things that are unplanned you can during this stage view it as cruel or unfair and think about all the future plans you could have had or should have had and that's normal. That is normal. The third stage is bargaining. And so when I read this, I, I thought this was very interesting how they phrased it. When I first read it, I thought of like, oh God, if I do this thing, like if I act amazing these next few days, like please protect the people that I love. That way this doesn't happen to me again. But the way they phrase it is like, you can do it with yourself or with God, if you believe in God. And you kind of play out the what ifs. If I do this, then I don't know. I'm still trying to understand bargaining, but it's if we act a particular way, certain things will feel better. Still trying to understand that. 
And then there, the fourth wave is called depression. I feel like that's a very strong word, but um, some people may not feel it to the extreme degree, but it can be intense. It can, like I said, come in waves, not even days or weeks, like it can happen months or years after. And that's kind of crazy to me because I, maybe because things have moved a little faster these last few years, but I thought that I had to process things and feel better within three days or a week. But I never thought about it in months or years because we don't live that long. Like I just didn't want to dwell on things. And maybe that's the denial, like going back to denial and then going back to sadness. Like, I don't know. That's just how it is. But I think there was this one part of the definition and it, it was saying during this stage, life can feel like it no longer holds any meaning. And there honestly have been times where I have felt that way. And it's, it's intense. Like I said before, it's scary to have something so precious and then feel so empty at the same time. I'm not sure if anyone else experiences that, but yeah, there were times where like my stomach just felt completely empty. Like I was just kind of a shell <laughs> of a person or I'm like, wow, I'm working so hard. And just like the dinosaurs at the strike of a comet, everything could literally, everything that we built could be gone. You know, this podcast could be distant like Spotify could never <laughs> exist again and it would like I would just be pouring and pouring and it it's really pessimistic it's really really pessimistic and that's what's to me the most scary part about it is my brain can go to that spot but then we come to the final stage and that's acceptance and that's when the pain eases and you begin to I guess accept and learn that you won't get over it but you'll learn to live again and whatever memories that you had with a person you can keep them and they can be with you but that's that's sometimes as far as it goes and you can keep bringing them into each day and those memories but sometimes you can't bring that person hey, if you're there, I'm, I'm, I've experienced it as well. And it's not something that is easy to go through. I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm almost saying all these things so that I can come back maybe five, 10 years from now and see like, hey, that, that's what you were going through at that time. But look how, look how far you've come. And I'm kind of just keeping this for myself. So if you're finding use in this, amazing. But I also do this in my Snapchat memories. I'm like, hey, future Carissa. So this is, hey, future Carissa. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can genuinely say if I'm um, looking back to Carissa like five years ago from now, wait, <laughs> Carissa five years ago. Yes, makes sense. I mean, I don't even, 
uh, I'm not that great with mental math, but I was what, 16 at the time. <laughs> and yeah, my mind was just on completely different things. There was a time where I was like, wow, I'm so blessed. Like, why am I not stressed about certain tumultuous things that my friends were going through? Why, like, why, why am I so stressed? And I asked God, I was like, come on, like, what do you have? Now, let me tell you, God hit me. <laughs> uh, and I got what I was, I got the answer to my question. So I'm very, um, what you may call it, hesitant or very purposeful with the questions that I ask. Um, but that's all to say, wow, I built the resilience that I didn't know that I had. And I'm getting to learn from some of the most resilient people that I know and that I don't know. That's why I, oh, I could talk about CrossFit <laughs> endlessly. It's such a random thing too, but they purposely put their bodies through so much, their minds through so much so that when it comes time for three days of competition, they can excel and be in this world of competition where it's like, how can you step out and be your absolute positively best self and best performance? And I found that the highest performers aren't so focused on everyone else. They're genuinely just focused on themselves. I'm digressing, but this is because I just had some loss go on, had some grief. And I know that the same way athletes are able to push their bodies and push their minds and get up and get through it applies to even emotional things sometimes anyway skis I wanted to give some ways that I've been kind of getting through grief if it helps anybody else uh if not oh well <laughs> um so one thing that I love to do is I love journaling unfiltered this was a tip that came from Jeremy and it's when essentially you just journal until the point where you start editing yourself. And when you start editing yourself, you just stop. And I love that because I don't want to have to edit my own thoughts. I just want the raw, unfiltered thing smacked on paper. I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to like let it go. And so even the things that I'm scared to admit to myself, like I just write down as best as I can. And once I start trying to correct myself I just stop some other things I love doing and have been trying to add in increments as I said at the beginning of the episode is being outside walking specifically I'm not the biggest fan of walking if I'm going to be honest with you I like to walk if I'm exploring but not walk if I need to get somewhere <laughs> if that makes sense uh but there's something about having the sunlight hit your face and just hearing the birds it just it's very healing another thing is it's this tip that I got I don't know remember where it's from but they said that you should try to find one thing in the past that made you laugh like uncontrollably I know there's <laughs> there's things that I <laughs> I remember with my friends or that I remember back home 
and like it's like when it hurts your stomach and it you're laughing uncontrollably remember those little bits of joy I'm not saying you need to constantly dwell on them or that you have to relive those points but sometimes it's nice to be reminded that hey you can laugh to the point of pain sometimes and it can come again or remember that time and laugh at it again I know I do that all the time as I mentioned earlier I like to shower and like candlelight and like play like singing music um that's just what I like to do but other people I don't know like listen to Mariah Carey while you're on a walk or go to the gym do what brings you joy and slowly integrate them it doesn't need to happen all at once you don't need to this is more for me but I don't need to do every single possible thing that makes me feel good journaling meditating showering and working out all at once like I can do it slowly one thing at a time and the joy will follow so I'm back hey guys I have a really like the person for next week episode I'm I'm like editing it and I'm like like smiling from teeth to teeth ear to ear because they're just amazing so come back next week if you want to hear about like finding your dream job it's a little change of pace from this grief episode and loss but hey I'm here I'm showing up and yeah I love you you're loved you're safe you're awesome you're awesome let me say that with a little more conviction (laughs) okay let's get it let's go already you're loved bye queen